Welcome to day 157 of the new way. I'll read John 8, 37 through 47. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. These are strong words coming from Jesus. They are directed at the Pharisees, the religious leaders of that day. Jesus essentially said, you wouldn't know truth if it came up and bit you on the nose. Which brings us to a good question. How do you know what's truth and what is lies? There are many religious leaders of our time who claim to know truth. So how come so much of it doesn't agree? How come one says one thing and another something different? How come there are so many different beliefs and religions? Let's go back to basics. All of us start out with a God-shaped vacuum. When you ask God to fill it, he does. He sends the Holy Spirit to indwell you and direct your path. 
Let me read John 8:47 again. Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. The implication is that we will also be able to recognize what is not of God. This also explains why the Bible makes little sense to those who are empty on the inside. It also explains why the Bible becomes alive and vibrant to a follower of Jesus who has invited him in. Let's reread John 8, 44. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. This one verse gives us a very clear picture of Satan. First, we see that Satan is the guide or leader or father of all the people who reject Jesus and are empty inside. He is a murderer. He cares nothing about people. He causes a lot of physical death, but also spiritual death because people choose to follow him and reject Jesus. He doesn't hold to the truth. It doesn't bother him at all to lie. It is his nature. In fact, he can't tell you the truth because there is no truth in him. Lying is his language. We must learn to recognize his lies in our lives because he will tempt us. So I believe that if you put this passage all together, you will see that there will always be teachers and groups and leaders who will be teaching incorrect things. They are either not filled with Jesus or not being obedient and are influenced by Satan. But we have this assurance that if we have invited Jesus into our core, we will be able to see their teaching for what it is. The Holy Spirit will direct us and show us what is truth and what is lies. If you are listening to the Holy Spirit, you will know when something is not right. I'll read John 8, 48 through 59. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. 
Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death? Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet fifty years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Listen to the promise given in John eight fifty one that I just read. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. Hold it. I know that followers of Jesus die. So what is Jesus talking about? Remember the concentric circle model for the followers of Jesus? We start with the outer circle being the body. Then the next circle is self. And the core is filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've accepted Jesus, if you are a follower of Jesus. Remember, we define self as the real you. Your inner self that is different from the physical body, but makes up all that you are. Upon the body's death, self separates from the body and is escorted by the Holy Spirit, or Jesus, or God, into heaven. There we will receive a new body that is supernatural. But I'm getting ahead of the text. We'll talk about that later. So yes, the follower of Jesus will go through physical death of the body, but the self will live for all eternity and never die. That's why Jesus states that his followers will never die and why he talks about Abraham and other Old Testament prophets being alive and well in their new bodies.
I'll reread John 8, 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Jesus claimed to have been alive at the time of Abraham. Do you think he was talking about the incident in Genesis 18, 1 through 33, when he was visiting with Abraham and Sarah? He promised to give them a son, and then he talked to Abraham about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. I think that might be what he was talking about. Also note that Jesus once again was protected by God from the Pharisees. I'll read John 8, 59. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. In his service, Dale.